in the game. I can hit the shot from half court. MVP of all sports. Coach put me in the game. You know I'm the truth on the field. Pad up. Competition know the deal. Coach put me in the game. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Stalian English Show with Coach Kurtz. I'm your man, Coach English, and we are in the building with Coach Staley and Coach Kurtz for another week of this great show, trying to bring you the best content that we possibly can. You can make sure that you catch us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, um, and anywhere your favorite podcasts are uh, listened to for free, 99. I am here with your boy, Coach Staley, uh, fresh off a of karaoke night. Uh, how's it going there, Coach Staley? All is well. God is good as always, man. I, uh, you know, the family and myself, we did a little karaoke last night. I wasn't very pleased with my performance. Yeah, no, nah, it was. I sad, wasn't so. able to get into my bag like I wanted to. Yeah, you definitely sure. wasn't in the. You wasn't in the bag, man. It was sad. Yeah, I wasn't in the bag. I wasn't in the bag. I wasn't even in my pocket, so <laughs> I wasn't pleased with it. But we had fun. But the next time we're going to do a rap cypher, that's a little bit more of my speed. So I'm going to be able to spit some flames and keep the forest on fire and um, go from there, man. But all is well, man. You know, no complaints. No complaints. How things going with you? I'm doing good, man. Been out here uh, spending more and more time with the kids, man. Just enjoying uh, learning my kids, relearning my kids each and every day. Um, it's been, it's been, it's been cool, man. Um, you know, sometimes you're forced to do some things. God kind of sits you down and 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 lets you know the things that are important. And I think that's what the world is seeing now is that sometimes you just got to take an appreciation and um, and really enjoy just being around your family and and making the best of moments because it's easy to get bored. Um, it's easy to get bored, um, but I think that if you're you're doing things to continue to stay creative um, with your family and and your loved ones, it, it's always a good time. Uh, Micah, how about you, man? How's how's everything in the sunny uh, state of Orlando? Well, sunny yeah, state yeah, of Florida, yeah. city of Orlando. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, good. I mean, I mean, I guess if you're going to be quarantined, it's not bad to be quarantined down here in Florida. So the weather's good, and it was. Uh, Beautiful baby daughter's uh, eleven month old, eleven months old today. So, so now the thirty day countdown to her one year birthday, and uh, yeah, just uh, just settling into uh, I guess what we would call the new normal, figuring out our our new schedules and uh, and trying to get into a routine with our with our new schedules and everything going on. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up, Josh. Man, uh, we ain't gonna take up no time, man. You know, everybody got to kind of get back to their families. You know, we kind of want to be uh, in and out and, and get our points across. And where do we want to start at today, Josh? So we want to talk about this thing called the transfer portal. At this point, we're all very familiar with what the transfer portal is, but it seems like we've had a little bit more action than usual this offseason. It could be because people are able to sit still and really get their thoughts through and have, and they got they might have a lot on their mind because everyone has to sit still with, with quarantine. There's no sports and 
no workouts, no, everyone's home and doing online learning. But it seems like, to me, in my opinion, that the transfer rate, we're getting a lot more action than we, I mean, it's always a high transfer level period. So we just want to kind of expound upon why we feel that, you know, so many kids transfer from different schools each year. That's 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 what we want to do today. So I'm gonna go ahead, like you oh, said, you so we can jump right into it. <laughs> Mike, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you elaborate first, and I'll go, and then Coach E, you'll go, and then we'll we'll piggyback off each other's comments and and have some good dialogue on this. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I I go two ways on the whole transfer uh, the whole transfer portal because obviously I think it kind of is. Uh, growing every single year um and there's you can look at it as some negative ways where i mean with especially going down to the high school level and then even down to to little league and youth leagues where um everybody's always looking to 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 be the man and and looking for a, a place where they can they can shine and uh People jump around on AAU, and then people jump around in high schools now and play for two, three, four different high schools throughout their high school career. And so, I mean, it's just kind of how they've grown up. And if they're a good player and they end up having the opportunity to play in college, um, they're playing against some of the best players in in the country and in the and in the world now with 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 international players playing in colleges, U.S. colleges as well. So. They get there, and uh, they get there, and they um, maybe aren't getting the playing time or being treated how they think. Uh, it's just first, second nature to them. Like, hey, I'm going to transfer and go find a better situation because that's how they've always grown up. And I mean, I think that there's definitely it can be a negative kind of connotation to to thinking like that. And so a lot of us think of the transfer portal as of being of kids just kind of uh, taking the easy way out and looking for the next easy opportunity or, or even kind of quitting uh, on their, uh, on what they, uh, on their agreement. But then there's uh, also the other side where there's so many factors that go in with, uh, with obviously when you're being recruited, you're told everything that you want to hear and that you're going to be the man. And a lot of coaches are just trying to get that player in and uh, telling them what they want to hear, and then they get there, and it's a completely different, uh, completely different agenda, completely different than what they've been told, and uh, and so, so I mean, I think it's good that these kids do have the opportunity to explore opportunities, and then even going further on that, um, I mean, there's, I don't know, I don't know the numbers, but I doubt, I doubt there's, say. I doubt it's more than 50% of college, if we're talking college basketball, more than 50% of college basketball coaches that have been at that same institution for for five years or above. You know what I mean? I mean, there's so much changing of jobs. And then even going further below that, not just the, the head coach, because a lot of the times the head coach wasn't the one that really, really was the recruiter for that for that player. But those assistants are jumping around all the time looking for the next good opportunity or people are getting fired or, or, or moving around from job to job. So 
if a kid signs up for a school and is thought to be there for four years to graduate, the odds of the coach that recruited him or the head coach that was there when he, he came in, the odds of him being there for four years are very low. So, I mean, that can that can aid into the transfer portal. And then now adding on with these kids getting college credits in high school and then taking summer classes while they're uh, while they're a college student uh, and, a, and, and a basketball player or whatever athlete they are, they stay on campus for most of the summer and get a lot of college credits during the summertime so they can graduate in three years. And so now you have the ability to be a grad transfer, which I, I am a huge proponent of because that just opens up a huge new opportunity of um, – of being able to, I, I see like I see some of these big, these big, um, big colleges like Duke and Kentucky and and Ohio State that are big into the that are now looking for a lot of these grad transfers because they know the opportunity of getting these kid guys that have played for three years in college and have that leadership potential and add them into the mix with all the the big one and dones that they get that's a that could be a recipe for for really creating a championship run um so i love the i love the graduate transfer rule because a lot of these i'm just i was just looking before the call um at some of the top uh i was looking at a website for some of the top grad transfers this year and uh and i'm looking at it right now the number one this uh, this is um I don't know how updated this is, but the number one top uh, immediately eligible transfer, Carlique Jones from Radford. Number two, Justin Turner from Bowling Green. Number four, Demencio Vaughn from Ryder. Um, number six, Seth Towns from Harvard. Number seven, Bryce Aiken from Harvard. Uh, Jordan Bruner from Yale. Like all these schools that you're men- I'm mentioning – are not the SEC and ACC and Pac-12 and Big 12 schools. like So it's cool to see that these guys that maybe were not high-level recruits coming out of high school, they've had great college careers. They've, they've shown that they're good collegiate players. They've shown that they're good leaders, good teammates. And now they're getting the opportunity to play at some of these big-time schools through this grad transfer. So um, like I said in the beginning, I think there's – there's a lot of negative connotations that can come with the transfer rule, but there's also a lot of positives that come from it as well. What do you guys think? So you, Josh? Yeah, I agree. And everything you said, I'm right. I'm right on online with that 100%. I agree. And it's crazy. So I'm going to try my best to keep it simple. I think the transfer portal is a necessary evil for the college game. Why is the transfer portal a necessary evil, in my opinion? Because college sports are really based off of three things. Relationships, recruitment, and performance. You have to establish relationships with people in order to want them to come play for you, which is recruitment. Then after you get those players, they have to perform. And that's the only way the coach is going to keep his or her job. If they perform at a level high enough where the administration thinks they can continue to get paid and feed their family. In the process of that, players that are already at the school might get 
recruited over or might fall out of favor with that coach because they aren't performing, which is a part of the relationship part. So in my opinion, those players, as long as negative variables are set aside, which we aren't foolish because several times there are negative variables that promote a kid to transfer or even have a college coach help that kid transfer because they don't want him or her a part of that program anymore. But minus those variables aside, if a kid is transferring to put themselves in a better situation where they can help a program compete, help a program win, and also continue to develop their game in education, there's really nothing wrong with the transfer portal because of the element of recruitment, because that college coach is going to recruit. And you see, especially, I see it a lot at, 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 at the um, football level where you got a stud quarterback and you're, he's doing really well. And then that college coach recruits this unbelievable All-American and that unbelievable All-American comes in and beats that kid out. Now you're looking at a kid with four years of eligibility left. You got possibly two or three years of eligibility left. Yeah, you would want them to stay and fight the good fight. But at the end of the day, it's, ne- it's a necessary evil because that college coach recruited that kid to help his program. So in the same breath, yes, he's going to want that kid to compete and, and not want to leave that, that isn't starting anymore. But that kid also has, I believe, has the right to transfer and put him or herself in a better situation. And as a coach myself, we teach kids to um, fight the good fight. Now, if you're not busting your tail in practice every day, you're not getting it done in the classroom, and you're just in your work ethic in the weight room and, and conditioning sucks, and you're just not a good teammate, I'm not going to really back you for wanting to transfer. I call that running because you – never stood on your on your two and fought the good fight. Now, if you fight the good fight, that's different. But I don't believe in a person transferring just because they aren't willing to compete. That's a totally different element. But if you do fight the good fight and you put yourself out there and, and you're really competing and, and you don't see the window opening, it's nothing wrong with looking at, looking at your options. Michael, like you said, the element of the grad transfer is beautiful because you have guys coming from playing quality high-level Ivy League basketball. They're going to get a chance to play in a Power Five league and actually contribute. It happens all the time, and it happens. It happens at the, at, on the basketball side, on the football side, any any sport, you name it. So there are, I think, there are way more positives than negatives. The only time the negatives get involved is if when that that player particularly doesn't do everything they possibly can do to be a productive part of that program. But sometimes you're just going to get beat out and you're going to have to give yourself an opportunity to play well. And like you said, shine and and give yourself a chance to probably hopefully compete after your collegiate career is over. But we have to um, make sure we're just looking at all elements because uh, if a college coach gets a new job, like I saw Coach Schaefer from Mississippi State Women's Program took the Texas job today. He's he's the new head coach at University of Texas. So he earned the right to be able to take that job. So I don't really hit the kids in the head too hard when it comes to the transfer rule if they're transferring for the right reasons. I think it's a, a necessary evil. And that main reason, I think, out of the three things I think college sports are based off of, 
I think the recruitment is the main reason you need that necessary evil because just like a college coach is going to recruit the next kid to help them win, that kid also should have the authority and the power over his or herself to put themselves in a good situation. I don't like the punk route where you just transfer because you don't want to compete or you think somebody not doing you right and all those things and you're not doing your part 100% because you're probably going to go to a new program and practice those same characteristics. So I'm not with, I'm not down with that, but I am very much down with the kids having the opportunity to explore their options because at the end of the day, college college sports is a business and the kids are the main engine, the main part of the engine of that business. So they need to have the opportunity to explore their options also. And that's, that's kind of all I got. What you got, Coach E? Well, here's my thing. And you spoke so eloquently, my brothers, uh, Micah and Josh, y'all did a great job. Um, and I agree with every single one of your points. And I think that I'm just going to add on to it and I'm going to put some of the um, some of the onus on the broad shoulders of these young men and parents. And here's the thing. One of the reasons. Uh, yes, I think the, 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 the I do agree with you, Josh, the transfer portal is a necessary evil um i do believe that it aids more more than it hurts one two micah totally agree with you the grad transfer is it, that is their chance to make it to the next level that is their chance to win a national championship that is their chance to go to a power five program uh you're talking about kids from harvard these are highly intellectual kids who nine times out of ten you could plug and play all right they've, they've got experience they've got smarts they've got all that stuff I think that the transfer portal has gone up and up because this is a trend that has gone, that has trended upward um, over the last couple of years because mainly I believe because parents and kids are not doing their homework when they're being recruited. And, and, and let me, let me explain pretty much what I, what I say about that. One, when you're being recruited, um, what is important to you as a player? I think sometimes kids are influenced by uh, people in their circle, um, influenced by their parents. Um, although the parents are a part of the process, the kid is the one that has to sit in the classroom. The kid is the one that has to go to practice. The kid is the one that has to compete. All right. So what would make you the happiest as a player? What is going to make you the happiest as a person? What is what what situation do you believe is the best situation for you going in? Are you looking at the roster and seeing what who who's what red shirt freshmen are there? Um, who is who who is there? What kind of program are you going into? If you're a kid who doesn't like to compete, but you're a McDonald's All-American, doesn't make sense to go to Duke. It doesn't make sense to go to one of these places where they're bringing in seven and eight mcdonald all americans every year you want to go somewhere where you're pretty much guaranteed to play if you're a kid that doesn't like to compete and a part of that is you being honest with you and this is where it comes down to you doing the research what is the schedule what is have you sat down any of these schools that have given you these scholarships have you sat down and said hey look let me look at their style of play let me not only look at their style of play let me look at how what their usage rate is at my position if being if scoring points is what's important to me, what's the usage rate? Let me look at these guys who have played, who are playing my position. What are their stats like? How many shots are they getting? Because all of this information in this day and age is available online. 
So these are all things that are within your control. Um, take your visits. Um, are, am I getting a paper offer or am I getting a legitimate offer? Paper offer is where the coach doesn't even have a conversation with you. They just offer you, you know, and then all of a sudden now you done took or, or I committed I'm seeing kids commit in the eighth grade. What you want in the eighth grade is different than what you want as a junior or as a senior in high school. Like these things change over time. The coaching staffs are not the same. You know, who says that that scholarship is even going to get offered? So now you're backtracking and have to figure out where you're going to go next. And I just feel like the, 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 the portal has gone up and up because kids are not, Kids and parents, I don't believe, are doing their best job of doing their homework when it comes to the recruiting. It's about some of them. It's always the attention. Oh my God, I got these offers. You see them a mile a mile a minute on 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 all social media. I got off from here. I got off from there. I got off from here. Got off from there. But let's sit down. Let's uh, you know. Are are you able to have intellectual conversations with not intellectual intelligent conversations with the coaching staff? Hey, how about who else are they recruiting in your class at your position? These are questions that you're allowed to ask. When you're on these recruiting trips, when you're talking to these coaches and they're texting you and they're calling you, these are all things that you're entitled to ask. But a lot of people are just. I, I, I love. I like what you're saying, and I was just thinking. Uh, I got two questions, and what your guys' thoughts are on that. Number one, off what you're saying, Coach E, what what is your thoughts? And even if I don't even know if it's logistically possible, but Say you do ask those questions and say, "Hey, I'm a I'm a class of 2021 shooting guard, and I'm talking to a school, and I'm like, hey, who are you offering any other 20 of 21? Are you are you giving scholarships to any other shooting guards in my class?" And they're like, "No. If you if you sign with us, you're the only one we want." And say that's not true. They end up do. They end up do offering another one after you've already signed, like, like that. And that, you, that does do happen. That? Like, uh, but I, but I think okay. in. Go ahead, Josh. I think you were going to go ahead. Do you guys think you think that's that's ground? Like, there should be some stipulations put in place where they should be able to get out of their commitment. Yes, because I, I do I believe. Do. I, I do believe. I, that. I do think. I, I believe morally there is, but is there anything? Uh, out there that allows them to do that or anything like that. All right. So like if everybody farted pixie dust and we boo-booed rainbows, you know, it would be a perfect world. But we do know there is some grime, a lot of grime. We just saw one of the biggest scandals in collegiate um, um, amateur athletics in the last couple of years. But there's a lot of grime in the in the game. Oh, and wow. a lot of a lot of that grime, a lot of that grime comes from the college coaches trying to keep a competitive advantage and win. A lot of times they say that, but the college like sports are only fun when you're having success. I hate to say it like that, especially the, the, the higher the level you get, the fun comes from success. So I do believe that the players should have more lead way as far as their future because if you tell me hey look you're you're the only two guard we're going to sign in this class and then i sign and in the spring you bust up and offer another two guard and that kid signs now i'm gonna have an issue because you didn't keep your word now obviously the coach is going to say well look this is what's best for the team we need this for the program 
but that's not what we agreed upon. Now, in essence, I would want my son to, you know, maybe fight the good fight and stick it through. But college sports has has kind of turned away from that. College sports is more of an element of like business. the individual. Yeah. Right. The business, yeah. the business doing what's best for you, because if you kind of don't take care of yourself, you're going to put yourself in trouble. But you get to talk about what you were saying, Coach E. You're right. Parents and kids got to do their homework. But that is such a slippery slope because some parents really know. Some parents really know. Some parents don't know and seek the help. Some parents think they know and have really no idea. So you, all you can do is try your best to make sure your kids are, are, are surrounded by, and it doesn't mean a lot of people, but your kids have the right pieces in their life, whether it be a productive high school program, a productive travel team situation, but you have the, they have the right pieces around them to help you navigate through that. Because I've had, I've had parents had kids like already sign and play and lean on me and lean on me like they've never been through the process before. And I've also had parents We lose him. I think we lost Josh. You gotta, you gotta get back in there. Uh, he, he done. Um, and we'll, it will. Oh, navigated the correct way. Hey, Josh, go you gotta repeat that. Go no, 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 no. You gotta repeat that. You, you went out for a little bit. Go back to where you said you've also had parents that. Okay, so I've had parents that had kids that signed at at at. And, 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 and played college. And when it was their time for the next kid to come, they leaned on me like they've never been through the process. I've had parents who didn't even go to college and even never had a kid recruited before act like they know everything and mess their child situation up. So it really comes down to parents and the kid making, the parents have to make sure they, they're putting their kids around people that's going to help them navigate through this process. Not run the process for them. I think that's boo boo. That's when you start having handlers and all that other crazy stuff. But you have to have someone that's going to help you navigate the entire process. And when I say the entire process, and that I'm talking about from preparation, education, mindset, and everything to make sure you're going to the right environment. Because if you if you go to the the most kid, I'm not gonna say most. A lot of people go to the to the to the to the situation where they think people might want them to go you have to go to the best situation for you so let's say if a power file let's say duke university offers you then you get an offer from miami of ohio if you're in but miami of ohio is the best situation for you and like you said if you don't do your homework and you don't do what you're supposed to do you'll mess around and go to duke and be miserable for two and a half years or a year and a half or a year. Then you'd be like, okay, I'm a transfer. Well, you could have just went to Miami of Ohio, which was the best situation for you and flourished. I.e. John Morant going to Murray State. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's, it's, it's very, very important that you do your homework, but you, the kids and the parents have to, I don't care how much a parent thinks they think they know, 
They have to have someone help them navigate that process. Because even if it's just someone that can help you see things outside of your eyes as a parent, because you, you see things differently as a parent. I'm sorry. That's just how it is. But you need someone to help you be like, no, no, no. I don't think you should do it like that. And help you navigate because parents' jobs are to be advocates of their kids. And a lot of times when you are an advocate of your kid, you're only focused on what you think your kid wants and what you think is best for your kid, which may not necessarily be the right thing at all times. So you need to make sure you have someone who can help you navigate through that process, someone that you feel you can trust and someone that puts your kids' best interest first. That's where I think a lot of people get mixed up. And, and that's where I think it's going to be important. And um, it'll actually probably help decrease some of the, some of the transfer numbers. Yeah. But yeah, Michael, like you said, if you tell me one thing and do something else, that's going to make people want to transfer. And I do think those kids should have the right to be able to get out of there um, letter of intent if a coach does the exact opposite of what they say they were going to do. What do you think? And then going off of that even further, like we talked about, I mean, the majority of the times coaches are not there for their, the entire kid's playing time, uh, his four-year experience. Like I truly believe if the coach that recruited you, if that head coach leaves, you should automatically be able to enter into the transfer portal without losing a year. I mean, I don't understand why why that should not be the case. If a coach can get out of his contract, why can't a player get out of their 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 uh, scholarship commitment? What have you have you guys done much research on that? And what's uh, no? I I agree. That? Like I don't I don't I, that should be a no brainer. I think the also yeah, thing you want to I think the also circumstances. So much and going into football, uh, you hear you hear it a lot more in football where uh, a college coach leaves and then they hire the new coach and the new coach is like, "We got to get rid of these kids. These are not my guys. I didn't recruit these guys. They're soft. They're not my style of play." Like so, then all these kids are at a major disadvantage where this coach already is coming in and saying, "They're not my guys. I didn't want them." Um, I don't understand why that should that should not be why they should not be able to get out of their 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 commitment uh, if the coach that recruited them leaves. That makes no sense to me. Well, I think there's something in place that says if the coach gets fired or leaves for a recruit, not necessarily for a player, that they can transfer. Yeah, there, is, there is if if you have you if you've committed. But have not enrolled yet. Yeah, you can yeah, get out. But yeah, you can get out. But yeah. I, think I think it's even worse for those kids, especially when you're talking about football, where there's so many players and there's there's eleven guys on each side. Like you can really look for guys that like fit your system. And if these uh, coach comes in and changes a com- their completely offensive or defensive system, and it's not what those kids are not what he wanted and they don't fit his system and he's just like like what i mean that's kind of like what you read about like what happened at maryland football with with when they got into all that trouble with uh with really just crushing those kids and that kid tragically dying and uh conditioning was the coach came in and was like you're not my guys i'm gonna either break you or turn you into a tougher type of guy 
that that can play in my system. And obviously, there was an unbelievably tragic uh, uh, result from that. But I mean, there's no reason why these kids are there. The coach doesn't want them because they're not his guys. And the kids obviously don't want to play for somebody that doesn't want them and didn't recruit them. Why in the world would we not let them out of their scholarship and look for new opportunities? That's baffling to me. I I totally agree. And I think that that's when, you know, you come into the point that the um, college coaches, in a sense, have the power. Like, they have the decision-making. They're able to move um, – uh, independently of the player without really consulting them in any kind of formal way because they don't have to. Um, um, so I think that's where a lot of trust comes in. Um, I like to equate the relationship. I mean, not the. Uh, I like to recruit the recruiting process to the courting period of a relationship um, where people are bringing their representative rather than some people are bringing their representative rather than the real them. And some people are being real. And it's up to you as the individual dating this person um to find out is this person real or are they sending me their representative and uh or, or is this just window dressing to get me there um and i think that that's the tough part and sometimes the kids get caught up in a name of the school rather than what's the best fit for them um like i'm looking at the transfer portal there's three guys out of south carolina that's in the portal. Um, I think it's, uh, what's the name? Cartier out of Kansas state. Um, uh, 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 Sharon Wright out of, uh, Wake Forest. And there's another kid I can't forget. And that's just right now. And it's almost like, you know, are they going where, you know, are they going to take a fit? Are they going to be able to sit? I think Cartier is going to be able to play immediately. Um, you know, because he took an early sit and it's just like, I think that if kids take a little bit more time to to do their homework, to take their time with the coaches and actually pay attention to the conversations that they're having and ask questions. And 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 Josh, like you say, um, I know sometimes, um, you know, players and parents don't think the high school coach knows a lot or maybe their AAU coach doesn't know a lot. And they're listening to these people who are not in basketball circles or whatever. But I think those are the people that you need to lean on um, when you're talking about making these decisions. Like, I don't I, I never tell my kids what to do. I never tell them they should go here or they should go there or I think this or I think that. I ask I tell them what I think, what questions they feel they should ask. And the major question I ask them is what's important to you? Like, is going to a basketball school important to you? Because if going to a basketball school is important to you, it doesn't make no sense to go to Alabama. You know, if going to a, you know, is it is going to a football school important to you? Because that means that there's less pressure on the basketball program. All of these things need to be thought about when you're doing that. And I think you see less kids in the transfer portal. I think grad transfers are going to happen um, because you have kids that, that go to um, lower level programs and then have opportunities to go to power fives because of the way they've performed. Um, I think Jordan Bruner had an opportunity to go power five, if I'm not mistaken, right out of high school, but he decided to go to Yale. Is it correct? 
Um, Josh, you could help me with that if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he had some. He had, he had other offers. I don't know which one specifically. Yeah, but, yeah, but he had an opportunity. He to had, do so. he had other offers. But yeah. I think he went to what he he stayed true to himself and went to where he felt was the best fit for him. Has done his years, and now he wants to go to a power five or whatever move he wants to make next. Um, he's got his undergrad degree, and and now he wants to move on to concentrate on just basketball or just athletics. Um, so I mean, you know, and I just. I just think that homework has a lot to do with it. I think when you get there, how you carry yourself has a lot to do with it. The work ethic that you have. Cause if, if I'm a player and, and you came after me as a recruit, I'm taking every, every single recruit that you could possibly bring in. I'm outworking them. I'm, I'm, I'm outworking them. I'm, I'm doing, I'm going to keep this spot unless it's just completely evident that it's just not going to happen. That it's just that my spot is actually gone. Then I think I bail. But other than that, like, I mean, I, I think you got to get in there. You got to fight. You got to compete. There are no participation trophies. You need to understand that this is a business and you personally are a commodity that you are a stock that you can be, you can be sold at any point in this process. Um, tra- uh, scholarships are year to year. They could decide not to, not to offer you another one the next year. And you have to understand the business of, of what we, of what you've chosen to put yourself in. And, and once you do that and do your homework and, and really understand what you're in, I think that, you know, you, you people will make better decisions, which will make the transfer portal go down. Um, but like you said, I, I don't want to see it go away because I do believe that it gives kids and it gives kids an opportunity to go be happy after being in a bad situation. Maybe they were lied to shoot. How many in a relationship, how many times you've been lied to initially? <laughs> then you got in the relationship and you go, man, this girl ain't for me. I got to get out, you know? So, you know, it does happen. No, I, I never went through that. That sounds like something you, you probably go oh, through. Oh no. That, hey, listen, I've been through it. I've been lied to before. I ain't ashamed to say it. There's some, some women have broken my heart out there. So I ain't ashamed to say it. My heart has been broken, but um, I think that that's what happens to kids as well, man. They, they take it in. That other, what's that other podcast? Give it, go ahead and give it a plug. You got some dating podcast. Oh, yeah, <laughs> now, now I ain't gonna give it a plug. I ain't gonna, I, <laughs> the relationship yeah. status podcast, yeah. But, uh, I, I'm just saying, yeah. like, for I, any of the kids, for any of the kids listening to this, don't listen to that. That was, that was not a PG rated. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a different, I'm a, I'm a different personality on that one. Uh, you got <laughs> that one's, uh, this one's G, that one's PG, and then shoot, if you get me on any other podcast, it ain't no telling what gonna come up my mouth. But um, uh, I just, I just think that uh, you know, if kids and parents do a better job of of trying to stay informed, um, keeping their the the people that they trust in their in in their inner circle, um, inviting the coaching staff, uh, their coaches and. Um, AAU coaches and high school coaches into their circle and just um, getting their input and, and and to help, especially those guys that are extremely experienced. Um, I've been lucky to have the guys that I that I've coached kind of ask me questions and stuff like that. But there are some people who, you know, the college, the high school coaches, no, like they don't ask them anything. Like they've never been through the process, and so, you know, I just think that that'll help. And that's my little two cents, Josh. Yeah, no, I think I think all of that is huge. It's just it's just layers and layers to this thing. And so you don't get confused. I think the one thing you can control is you. So focus on your layers. How's your mindset? How's your attitude? 
how is your output every single day? And when you focus on the things you can control, nine times out of 10, you're usually taken care of. In which, because you're taking care of yourself, you're not dependent on someone else. But just ask, man, ask. Like, always ask, always research, find people. And I think a lot of people are like, well, you can't trust anyone. It's hard to trust people. Find people that trust you it'd be easier for you to trust them. Find people that put trust in you, it'd be easier for you to put trust in them. Because you kind of see that when you put trust in someone, that means you're putting your guards down and it's more of a two-way street when you find someone that's putting trust in you. And a a a lot of young players have really good coaches and they don't depend on them enough because they tend to lean to, when you lean towards people that are telling you everything you want to hear, that's you're about to put your you're about to get in trouble. Yeah, I I, I, love, I love what you said. Um, obviously, the people you surround yourself, like you want them to be people that are not telling you what you want to hear, not being yes man. You want people that are going to tell you how it is, and then go, going further off of that, like when you're being recruited, if you're if you're you you're got multiple schools recruiting you, like. If one school is just telling you everything you want to hear, you're going to be the man. You get here, we're going to do this for you. You're going to do this. You're going to start. We're going to get you 20 shots a game. Like, like maybe you should step back and think, maybe this guy's just telling me what I want to hear. Because uh, that makes me think uh, Keldon Johnson, that uh, he's with the Spurs now. He played at Oak Hill, played at Kentucky. I remember – I remember him talking about his recruiting process when he was at Oak Hill. And, uh, I mean, he was a great player in high school. But, I mean, he, was, he wasn't a top five player. And he had, he, had a, he had a lot of ACC and SEC schools recruiting him. But, like, he wanted to go to Kentucky. And he had a lot of these other ACC and SEC schools. I mean, not Duke, but other of the top schools in, in the country that were saying, hey, come here, we're, you're going to start, you're going to get the ball, we're going to run our offense through you. And Calipari from Kentucky was like, hey, I'm not going to promise you nothing. I'm bringing in all these guys, and you're going to have to earn your spot. Yeah, but I'm going to promise you this. If if I feel that you're our best player and can help us the best on the, in this situation, you're going to start for us. You're going to play for us. But I'm not going to say you're going to come in here and start. And I remember Keldon talking. Uh, he had people in his circle that were like, yo, go to this school, go to that school. Like, you're guaranteed to be the man there. And Keldon was like, no, I don't want that. I want I want to go to a place where I'm going to compete and, and be pushed. And it ended up working out unbelievable for him. I mean, what did he play, one or two years? I think he only played one year. He was a one and done. He was a one and done. And a lot of people were questioned him going to Kentucky, but that was one of the things that stood out. And I've I've only heard – Great thing. I mean, for all the Calipari gets a lot of bad pub for what he for some of his past uh, jobs and and stuff, and then uh, how he really kind of created this one and done. But the only thing I've ever heard about Calipari from people who have worked with him or played for him, firsthand accounts have always said he is an unbelievable coach, an unbelievable person, an unbelievable leader. And just from what Keldon said, Kel- and and even some of the guys that have been recruited by Coach K, they've said the same thing. Coach K has never told any of them, yo, you're going to come in and start. Like, 
obviously Kentucky and Duke are in a different tax bracket where they can say things differently, but they don't make promises. They tell kids that you got to come in and, and earn your spot. And I mean, that's, that's what I would, that's what I would recommend and give advice to any, any kids that are in the recruiting process now. Like if you got a coach telling you everything you want to hear, I would be skeptical and maybe not be overly trusting because they may just be selling you and telling you what you want to hear. Facts, facts. I, I think that's huge, man. But I think we all made some good points. We can go ahead and get into our shout outs and close this thing out unless anybody else got something they want to say. Now we go ahead and start with you, Mike. Man. You go ahead and give your shout outs. Okay, I get my shout outs, man. Shout out to everyone that's fighting this good fight with this um, uncharted waters we're still um, going through as a country, as a world. Shout out to all the small businesses. I'm praying for y'all to, you know, fight through it. Keep your, um, pray your doors and still be able to open back and get through all of this. I'm really praying for the small businesses and wishing y'all well. And last but not least, uh, you know, shout out to my Washington Redskins. I think we finally got it right. We haven't won a Super Bowl since 91. And I'm, you're hearing it from today is eight, April the 5th, 2020. You're hearing it now. We are back. Now, haters are going to say y'all not back. Sir? Did I miss something? Did I sign somebody or something? No, you see, what you saw is what you saw. But I'm telling you right now, we are back. Are the Redskins going to sign Cam Newton? I would, I, honestly, I would like to sign Cam, but I think we're going to go ahead and go full investment in Dwayne Haskins. We got a good backup in Kyle Allen in case that doesn't work out. But Cam is probably not going to get signed until he get another full physical and check that foot out. So once he gets that full physical, I think he'll get signed. But I would love to have Cam in D.C. I think he'll fit right in. But Cam's probably going to go to the Chargers or possibly the Patriots or, or, or something like that. Maybe even the Detroit Lions if they get rid of their quarterback. But I'm not here to talk about other teams. We're back. We're back. We're back. Go ahead, um, Coach Curse. Who you got for the shout-outs, brother? I echo you. Shout-out to, shout out to all the doctors and nurses and medical staff that are out here out there uh, doing their thing. Shout-out to everybody that's doing their thing. Shout-out to the – the Walmart and the Target and the grocery store workers that are out there. I mean, you guys, they're out there on the front lines as well. I mean, I know when I, when I go grocery shopping, I'm, I'm, I'm a nervous wreck uh, that, that, that something can happen. And they're, they're, they're seeing two, three, 400 people during their shift. So shout out to everybody that's out here, uh, out here helping those of us that are quarantined, uh, live a more comfortable life for sure and definitely all the small businesses that are shut down um definitely praying for you and, pray, and rooting for you and i love what you said coach Staley, uh where you tweeted out or something uh cash app or send the send a little cash to your barber that they're not making any money right now definitely support any i saw somebody else post uh for especially us in the high school sector that we're always leaning on all these restaurants for fundraisers and, and donations and, and 
And now, now they're closed. Like they need to lean on us. Any of us that are, are getting some type of salary right now, let's, let's, let's take care of those restaurants and take care of them that have always supported us for sure. So definitely rooting for everybody. Definitely. Uh, I think, uh, I think, I mean, and a last thing, I think Mark Cuban put out a tweet the other day where he said, uh, in, in five years, we're going to look back and, and see all these new, these new industries and these new businesses and new technologies that kind of like have come about because of this pandemic. And so definitely shout out to all the people that are, are using this time uh, to turn a negative into the positive. And it's definitely things are going to come out better for, for all of us for sure. But definitely prayers up with everybody. Um, stay safe for sure. Amen. Coach E. Uh, man, I want to echo uh, my brothers and them uh, sentiment there. And uh, shouts out to all the people on the front lines, those people that risk their lives every day uh, to go out there and service us and uh, make sure that uh, the, the, the aisles are stocked and we have uh, <laughs> uh, people to uh, food to buy and those people that are at the actual hospitals and uh, all these different centers. My dad, shout out to him. Uh, he works at uh, uh, Wyckoff Hospital in New York, and he actually sent me some pictures of the refrigerated trailers they got behind the, the hospital and just the amount of bodies that they've had to store in there. And he's told me about the new normal where, like, like families can't even claim the bodies and, like, they're just going to have closed casket funerals once all of this is said and done. They won't be able to claim the bodies. Um, it's just, it, it's, 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 it's crazy. Um and uh, um, just just stay safe, man. Um, you know, I know you think it's nothing. It, it can't be you. It can't affect you. Um, stay in. If if you don't have to go out, don't go out. Um, if you do, um, you know, carry that sanitizer. Don't take your kids out if you don't have to. Um, you know, just just be safe, man. Uh, be res- and respect other people, man. Because even if you don't got respect for yourself, uh, respect stay in and just respect other people. Because um, you, you never know if you may be carrying, uh, if you come across somebody that did, and you just happen to be asymptomatic, and you pass it on to somebody else, and it's just a lot of ways this thing can go. Um, and there's a lot of myths, and and there's a lot of facts. And I just think that you know you kind of got to just stay. Uh, in tune as much as you can and just do your part control what you can control and that's you and, and your decision making it's boring in the house I'm bored I, I ain't gonna lie to you <laughs> I'm trying my best to find stuff to do but um, you just gotta make the best of this situation so that it can blow over sooner than later um, but um, as always you know um, you can catch us on uh, Google Podcasts iTunes Spotify um, iHeartRadio and anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast for free um, and as always as always as always uh, keep God first everything else will follow peace peace alright bros y'all be good yep yep I appreciate it